Welcome to the Why Your Bank Sucks podcast. My name is James Baca and I'm here to tell you why your bank does in fact suck very much. I start out today's podcast with a brief chuckle just because, you know, it's just really interesting. I remember when I first talked to people about the podcast, a lot of people said, well, how aren't you going to eventually run out of material? Absolutely not. I will not run out of material uh, for Bank of America and a lot of the bigger banks. It seems like there's a news release, a press release every single day announcing some new product, announcing some new initiative, tooting their own horn, talking about the great things that they do. Meanwhile, I am, you know, wandering around the Twitter comments and seeing what real people are talking about with these banks and how they're being affected. So I know what's being shown to the general public isn't necessarily what is going on. So I chuckle in the fact that today was a quote-unquote landmark day for Bank of America with the big news that they had today, April 2nd, 2019, where they announced an amazing, an astounding $5 billion affordable homeownership initiative. Bank of America is ponying up $5 billion but to put it into perspective, about 20% of what they made last year in profit is going to this $5 billion affordable homeownership initiative. Remember, they made $28 billion last year. So it is essentially 20 cents of their dollar that they're spending on this program here. And I was in the middle of donating blood plasma because I'm unemployed and I need the money because of Bank of America. So I read this and I couldn't help but laugh while blood was being sucked out of my arm. I just found it hilarious. It says the program will help more than 20,000 individuals in low and moderate income communities realize their goal of home ownership. This might be a long podcast, folks, but today's podcast, we're going to talk about why I believe that this is the phoniest attempt to garner support and to garner good favor um, by the general public that I've ever seen with Bank of America. And that's saying something because I've indirectly been affiliated with them since 2004. I do feel today's program um, announcement was the beginning of, um, I'll be honest with you, the potential of a second catastrophic um incident inside the mortgage industry and i'll get into why as i go over the things we talk about but um what i wanted to do with this podcast is not talk to you like i'm some sort of you know pocket protector wearing you know horn rim glasses wearing nerd i'm not a nerd i am a banker i don't fancy myself the smartest person in the world although i do a lot of learning a lot of reading a lot of research so anytime you hear me talk about Bank of America's program announcement today, I don't want to use the phrase dumb it down because I don't believe it's dumbing it down. But I'm going to kind of give you examples as to what I believe it's like in other aspects of the world that you deal with. And I'll, and hopefully through the sometimes clunky analogies that I make that you'll understand why I think Bank of America giving away $5 billion so low and moderate income communities can um, have new homeowners is not exactly um, something that they really want and something they really believe in. I believe it's all just a strategic marketing ploy and, and I'll go over in just one second here. So as I mentioned, you know, hearing about it today, it was just bizarre to me because it seems like every month or so Bank of America is coming out with something to show how amazing they are and how how they're impacting the community and how they're changing the way people think about 
you know, women in the workforce and women small business owners and low and moderate income, you know, people trying to get a home. And in in reality, working in a branch, it's it's the total opposite of that. You know, Bank of America doesn't give loans to new small businesses. They don't give loans to low income, you know, people for a home. Occasionally, we get lucky. Occasionally, I got lucky here in, in the branch that I worked at where someone who made less money than I did was able to um, finance a house through Bank of America. And boy, I tell you, they put those people through hell, including myself, a former um, mortgage holder of Bank of America, someone who's had his mortgage transferred to another bank from Bank of America because of the just torment that they they give you whenever you're doing a mortgage with Bank of America. So I'm going to be doing a lot of reading, and I'll stop along the way and just kind of give you my two cents. Bank of America has a press release uh, website, and I'm going to link to it in the notes for the podcast. So you can read the whole thing in full as well if you'd like. And then there's also going to be a CNBC article that I'm going to... That's the first thing that I saw um, today. That It's a brief one, but I'm just going to read it and I'm just going to go over uh, what I believe about it. So um, CNBC has an article with the headline. Bank of America says it'll make $5 billion in mortgages to low and moderate income borrowers. So whenever I hear low and moderate income borrowers... I'm probably thinking a different number than what Bank of America is thinking. To me, low income is poor. Low income is below the poverty line. You know, the poverty line is, what, $13,000 if you're one person. And, you know, I, I think really dirt poor. Like, you're working as a, you know, a server at a pizza restaurant that's locally owned, and you're making maybe, you know, $4 an hour plus tips. And then you maybe have a side hustle going on. Maybe you sell things on Etsy or maybe you're you know selling baked goods you know from your home or maybe you you know maybe you go to flea markets and you sell you know used items in your house low income people mean low income people low income to bank of america means a totally different thing okay so when my wife and I tried to get a home loan in 2016 from bank of america I made 42,000 that year and she made 30,000 combined we made $72,000 and we were placed into a program that's very similar to this one that was for first time home buyers and someone who doesn't make a certain amount of money. So we we're making $72,000 a year and we were considered low to moderate income. So, you know, we're talking someone who's really not well off, but they they make enough money. They make more than the median US salary. So that's just my two cents on that. Uh, and a couple bullet points here by Hugh Sun, who was the um, author of this. It says, the five-year program called Neighborhood Solutions includes grants for down payments and closing costs and mortgage packages with small down payments. And then a bullet point from D. Steve Bolin, head of consumer lending. Oh, I love this guy. He's, he's, a, he's a real beauty, as our president would say. Um, we know many of our clients want the power to own their first home, which can sometimes be challenging. That quote is the most ridiculous thing that I've ever seen. And that is what precipitated my chuckle while blood was being sucked out of my arm. We know many of our clients want the power to own their first home, which can sometimes be challenging. I'm not laughing at the first-time home buyers having a challenging experience. The bank will do that, and it's just hard to buy a house if you don't know what you're doing. 
But do you notice how D. Steve Bolin actually included their commercial slogan in the in the sentence? We know many of our clients want the power to own their first home. I mean, this guy is straight out of a commercial. It's ridiculous. You know, and he should have just added, you know, they want the power to own their first home, which can sometimes be challenging because they'll go cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. He is literally talking in commercial catchphrases. Power to is their slogan, and he includes it in a comment that he made to a reporter. We want the power to own their first home, which can sometimes be challenging. <sighs> plop, plop, fizz, fizz, oh, what a relief it is. I, I mean, give me a break. You have people that are making a lot of money. I don't know how much D. Steve Bolin makes. I'm sure he makes maybe a million dollars a year, maybe more. I don't know. I made 50000 a year, and he's six steps ahead of me in the hierarchy of Bank of America when I left. It's amazing to me <laughs> that they talk like a cult. They talk in catchphrases. They talk in, you know, you don't call a checking account a checking account. You call it a solution. You don't call your customers customers. You call them clients because clients sounds like they have money. You know, oh, I have a billion-dollar client. You don't say I have a billion-dollar customer. It, when you talk in, in fake words, then you already know that they're full of it. So whenever you're you're able to kind of include a, a commercial catchphrase in a quote to a major company, that tells me that there was some practice. That tells me that he thought of that one while in the shower, and he said, "Oh man, I got a doozy! I got a doozy of a of a line I took a put." And guess what? It made the second bullet point on CNBC's article. <laughs> you know, we want the power to own our first home, which can sometimes be challenging. Like a Chevy truck, like a rock. You know, none of it's nonsensical. It makes no sense to me. And I can't believe that that actually made the second bullet point. Speaking in commercial catchphrases, guys. So here's the story. As you can see, I'm already worked up as it is. Bank of America said it will help low and moderate income people in the U.S. become homeowners by extending $5 billion in mortgages. The five-year program called Neighborhood Solutions, hey, solutions, there's that word, it means accounts, um, also includes grants for down payments and closing costs and mortgage packages with small down payments. The Charlotte, North Carolina-based bank said Tuesday in a release. And here's D. Steve Bowen's quote again. We know many of our clients want the power to own their first home, which can sometimes be challenging, the bank's consumer lending head said in the statement. The new programs will, quote, aid them in overcoming barriers and put sustainable homeownership within reach, end quote. I like the phrase within reach because it always seems like we were grasping for help that wasn't coming while we were thrown over the ledge by Bank of America when myself personally was, as an employee, mind you, was nearly denied a home loan, was nearly made homeless by their ineptitude. So whenever they say you put sustainable home ownership within reach, to me, it makes it seem like you are grasping for straws. Overcoming barriers, there's a lot of barriers that you know poor people have whenever it's buying a house. Money is one of them. Saving up money is nearly impossible for someone who's low income. My mom is low income. My grandparents are low income. I was low income until I turned 30 years old and I became something important at Bank of America. Um, overcoming barriers is sometimes living paycheck to paycheck, which a lot of low to moderate income people do. More on that in a second because that's going to impact this program for them. 
The announcement is the latest by a big U.S. bank aimed at helping underserved communities. Last month, J.P. Morgan Chase said it was pledging $350 million for job training programs. Now, I'm sure I could read about programs uh, by Chase another time, and I could probably do a podcast about it. Um, but the whole thing it says that U.S. banks are um, helping underserved communities. Well, how about the 250 West Amador Bank of America in Las Cruces, New Mexico, where I worked, my hometown, where they closed it because, one, it was a mile away from a homeless camp. Two, it was next to a lot of houses with a lot of old people who've lived there for 60 years, and they don't have money. They live on Social Security Disability and three, there was no economic growth in that area. Everything was um, coded industrial years ago. Is really not a place to have a lot of businesses like banks, although there were two other ones next to us. Uh, downtown is being revitalized here, although it is a mile away. It might as well be a thousand miles away, according to Bank of America, because they're not on that street. So whenever they say underserved communities, the closure of a lot of banks in New Mexico, Arizona, and Nevada, um, the sale of those to Washington Federal Bank, which I, I have nothing against Washington Federal. I know a lot of great people that work there. Um, but the fact that they sold those to get out of those communities who were struggling, who don't have a lot of people with a lot of money, who theoretically are the ones that are supposed to benefit from this home ownership program, oh boy, I got to tell you, that is a flat out lie. You know, they're they're trying to help underserved communities. No, they're trying to show that they're helping underserved communities. And I'll get to why it's not going to be helpful in a second. So um, the next paragraph is interesting because it says, For Bank of America, the mortgage program is a reminder of its recent past. Thanks mostly to its purchase of countrywide financial during the 2008 crisis, the bank had more than $70 billion in regulatory settlements tied to improper mortgage and foreclosure activities. For those of you who don't know, those of you who don't care, I'm not going to bore you with the details, but Bank of America bought a company called Countrywide, which was giving loans to everyone, including my own mother, who didn't have a lot of money. Her credit score was bad, but she had three kids and she wanted a house, so Countrywide gave her a house, gave her a high interest rate, gave her a, a home loan with a monthly payment that I myself don't even pay a month uh, 20 years later. And um, as soon as all the kids, including myself, left in the 2000s, um, she had to foreclose. She lost a house, and she went away from it and never came back. That happened to millions of people all over this country. A lot of the loans were done improperly. That's what caused the economy to tank 10 years ago. The $70 billion in settlements you know, were distributed to a lot of people. My mom herself got a settlement check. Um, basically saying, sorry, we took advantage of you for being low income and having bad credit. Aside from the bad credit, that's what this program sounds like to me. It sounds like someone who's going to get a crazy rate at a high monthly payment, and it's going to be something that they're going to not be able to overcome. So we'll get to that. But it also says the bank said that included in this new program are grants for eligible borrowers for up to $10,000 for a down payment. Grants for $10,000 or closing costs. And then it says another program will give credits up to $7,500 towards costs including title insurance and rec recording fees. It wasn't immediately clear what makes the borrowers eligible for these enticements. So a couple things. Um, for a low-income house, $120,000 house here in New Mexico, closing costs run about two to $3,000, maybe sometimes four. You know, every scenario is different. Every situation is different. So when you see a program that gives credits worth up to $7,500, I, I see the phrase up to, and that's cautious language that banks use, you know. So up to $7,500 that they're going to give you for title insurance and recording fees. 
if you're in a rich part of town, maybe. If you're in a rich county with, you know, high-end houses, high-dollar houses, then yeah, probably you're going to pay that much. But I thought the goal was low into moderate-income neighborhoods, so up to $7,500 probably won't matter for a lot of people, so forget that. And then it says eligible borrowers for up to $10,000 for a down payment or closing cost. So here's the thing here. If they're going to give you $10,000 for a down payment, which the minimum... The minimum down payment, even on the affordable mortgages, is three percent. So ten thousand would be, you know, what that would make it a three hundred thousand dollar house at that point. Or if they said, you know, you got to put at least five percent down, and then you got a grant of up to ten thousand dollars, a half million dollar house. Uh, no, it's not that. Okay, so when you say up to, it's probably not that. Are the grants going to cover the whole down payment? I sincerely doubt it. So. It makes it sound like they're giving away free money, which they kind of are, but here's 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 one analogy already. So I don't know if you guys are familiar with match play in casinos. So, you know, sometimes a casino will try to get you to go in there and they'll say, hey, we'll give you $25 match play at the blackjack table. So basically what match play is, is in fact they match your play. So you put $25 down. You get to put this little coupon on top of it that says, hey, if you win, this 25 is actually a 50, and then the 50 will become 100 if you win us, you know, win against us in blackjack. So it's not real money. You know, it's it's placed there as kind of a, hey, if you put money into this thing, you have a chance to win this much. So whenever it says they're giving away grants of up to $10,000, there's going to be some requirement that says, hey, you need to show us X, Y, and Z and you put up this much and then we'll give you that amount you know it's it's going to be matching how like you know charities you know when you donate to a charity you know some companies say we'll match one dollar for every dollar that you donate today that's what they're doing they're only going to match you they're just not going to give you free money that's always cnbc's article now i'm going to go to bank of america's newsroom and it's a long freaking read guys it's i mean it's 2,000 words easily, so I'm not going to bore you by just reading it nonstop here. Uh, the 20,000 individuals and families for the $5 billion program, I don't know where that number comes from, and I have absolutely no clue. Um, the second paragraph just talks about the specific products where it says new down payment closing cost assistance, innovative low down payment mortgages. I don't like the phrase innovative. That usually means that it's some new way of screwing you that you're not aware of. Grants that can be applied to non-recurring closing costs. A national network of dedicated lending professionals. Meaning four or five call centers across the country that if they don't want to deal with you, they're not going to pick up your call. They're not going to be right next door. Nationwide network is Plano, Texas, Charlotte, North Carolina, Tampa, Florida. Uh, where else do they have them at? There's some in California. There's a bunch of them in Phoenix. I drive by that call center in Phoenix all the time. A national network is not in your local hometown unless you're in those five major metropolitan areas. Easy to understand financial education tools. That'll be a bullet point below. Um, strategic partnerships with real estate professionals. I, yeah, Oh yeah, the real estate professionals love Bank of America. Any one of them, including the ones that helped us with our loan, can tell you that they do not like dealing with big banks. And a national network of knowledgeable, affordable housing nonprofit partners, wow, who provide in-depth home buyer education and counseling. That's important. You need to know uh, what goes on when buying a house because there's a lot that goes on with it. And I got to tell you, you know, you got to learn. You just can't buy a house sight unseen and not understand the particulars of what a payment looks like. And there's a quote there by D. Steve Bolin again. 
with the power two thing on there. What I'm just rolling my eyes at it. Here are the bullet points on Bank of America's new release news release. It says a new down payment and closing cost program. It says launching in the second quarter of 2019. This program will help customers overcome the biggest barriers to home ownership. This bank will give eligible borrowers up to $10,000 to be used towards their down payment or closing costs when they get a home possible mortgage. And there's a little copyright thing on there, so that sounds like some new product. So I'm going to skip down four bullet points here and go to Freddie Mac copyright, home possible copyright mortgage. This is a fixed rate loan with a down payment as low as 3% and lower cost mortgage insurance. So my wife and I tried to get a home loan in 2016 and there was an introductory program in 2016 very similar to this by Freddie Mac in conjunction with Bank of America where they said, hey, you don't have to put 5% down, you just have to put 3% down to get this house and there actually won't be any private mortgage insurance. Those of you who don't know, if you don't put at least 20% down, you have to supplement your monthly payment with private mortgage insurance, which typically adds another $100 a month to your mortgage payment on average. You know, it could be more, it could be less. Um, so they kind of implore you to deposit more as a down payment. Here it says 3% down, lower cost mortgage insurance. Here's what I learned about that program, and I worked there for so long, and after I got my house, I spoke to so many people who did home loans right around that time. All of the houses that I that I knew of from my clients, including my own, through this program, ended up being flipped by Bank of America. So Bank of America ended up selling that mortgage to whoever. In our case, it was Round Point Mortgage, a company I was not familiar with or I had never heard of. They are in Charlotte, North Carolina, so what's funny to me is they're in the same town as Bank of America. It almost makes me seem like they, they know each other. Maybe they're buddies, whoever runs things at both you know places, and they're saying, hey, we'll, we'll finance these guys, and then we'll send them over to you. And a lot of these companies that um, acquire Bank of America properties like that end up not having the greatest customer service, and it ends up being a horrible experience for a lot of people. We've had it fine, but a lot of people go through it in a bad way. So you got to think about it really quick here. What incentive does Bank of America have in allowing a poor person, you know, or someone who doesn't make a lot of money to own a house? Loyalty is one thing. You you help someone out in a way that no one's helped them out before. It's like a stray cat. You feed it, they're going to come back to your door. So you help someone who is financially stuck help get you know the house of their dreams and they're going to try to bring all their business to you they're going to stick with you they're going to defend you to no end you know and it's it's kind of sad and it's kind of heartbreaking that it comes to that but it's true it's absolutely true and you 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 got to wonder why why also are they doing this fact of the matter is the economy is strong it's due for a correction soon enough it's, that's a political conversation I don't want to have. I believe bad things will happen in a few years. Stay tuned on that. But people aren't buying houses. And one of the reasons why is the prime rate. The interest rate has gone up so much in the last three years that a lot of people have stopped buying homes the way that they were in 2015 and 16 when I was kicking ass as a banker for Bank of America. The prime rate, December 15th, 2016, was 3.75%. That's nothing. That's basically no interest almost, you know. It's it's under 4%. 
Then it went up a quarter point in March 2017, a quarter point in June 2017, a quarter point December 2017, a quarter point March 2018, a quarter point June 2018, a quarter point September 2018, and another quarter point December 20th of last year, which makes the prime rate 5.50%. It's the highest the prime rate has been since January 30th, 2008, right before the market crash when it was at 6%. So what happens is people, and I know this because one of the stupid menial jobs that I had working at Bank of America for so long, including the time I was a part-time teller, was I always printed out the mortgage rates. They had this big just contraption that had forced paper slots, so you could put four pieces of paper in there that showed four interest rates. It would show a 30-year loan, a 15-year loan, the home equity rate for 50000 or 100000 depending on what I printed out. And one for auto loans. I didn't know a damn thing about the prime rate and interest rates and stuff when I first started as a teller. But I noticed when things were up and then things started to go down. And then I noticed when I started doing home loans for Bank of America, like, hey, the interest rate is this. So, you know, when I wanted to buy a house, I'm like, this is what our interest rate should be. So when we got our house, it was at 3.75% was the prime rate. And we ended up getting our um, interest rate, I think, at 4.75. So it was a percentage point higher. So now it's gone up, you know, 1.75%, almost two whole percent. People have it in their heads. They talk to friends, they talk to family, say, oh, yeah, I got my home loan at 3.75%. And then they go and see, you know, the home loan rates. Or they get quoted a rate if they're doing a prequalification of 6%, 7% or whatever. And they go, no, I think we're going to hold off until the rates go down a little bit. We're going to hold off till things go down. I was hearing that last year. Last year, I was hearing that when it was at, at 5%, a half percentage point less, that people were going to wait to see if it gets back to 4. It may never get back to 4. It may take 10 years. It may take 5 years. So there's a lot of people who just decided not to buy. The people who are just looking at that number, and they're not looking at closing costs or anything like that. So they see that number, they go, well, I'm just going to wait till it goes down. That way I know I'm getting a better deal. People aren't buying houses the way they used to, and banks aren't financing them. So I, I know one thing. Whenever the goings gets tough, Bank of America gets going with new crazy programs. So this program has got to be spawned from the fact that they're probably not doing a lot of home loans. And they said, how can we get people in here? How can we get people in the doors and make an informed decision, quote-unquote, to buy a house with Bank of America. How do we give them the power to buy a house? How do we give them that power to do that? You create a promotion that says we're giving you money. We're giving you up to $10,000 if you come in. Come in and get a house with us. We're going to give you almost $10,000 for free for your house. You don't need to pay us back. It's a grant. You don't need to do that. That's perfectly fine. Okay, sounds good enough, right? Wrong. Okay, so here's why it's wrong. And here's another clunky analogy. I love Kohl's. I go to Kohl's all the time. In fact, when we bought um, the house that I live at, I'm like, hey, I live about a mile away from a Kohl's. I love buying ties. I love buying shirts. I love buying cargo shorts. I, everything. Workout clothes. It's all there. It's it's a great store for someone my age. Someone who likes to work out, likes to be professional, and likes to be casual. It has all the stuff there that I need. 
I'm a connoisseur of Kohl's sales, okay? I know when the 30% off coupon is in effect. I know when I could do free shipping and free store pickup online if I hit a certain code or whatever. And then Kohl's has, is kind of like Bank of America in the sense that they tend to just spam the hell out of you with emails and direct mail. So every day I get something in the email from Kohl's. Hey, 40% off if, and then you click it. If you buy housewares or if you buy, you know, women's undergarments, it's 40% off if you buy a minimum of $50. And it's always BS things to kind of stimulate the brain into getting you to go. The biggest scam of them all with Kohl's is the buy one, get one free sale. Now, if you've ever gone to their um, store during one of these sales, you know, let's say you go the week before and you go, oh man, I want that tie. 16 bucks. I think I'm going to wait till I get paid and I'm going to buy that tie. A week goes by, then they have to buy one, get one free sale. And then your head, you're going, oh, damn, I'm going to be able to buy two ties. Because it's $16.50 and I get one for free, so I'm going to get two ties for $16.50. Awesome. So, you know, you, you walk in with just a, a head of steam. You go to the tie rack, and you're just like, hey, where's that tie? There's that tie that I freaking wanted. I want it so bad. And you get the other one. Maybe you don't look at the price tag. You know, maybe maybe you're just you know you're just just on a roll. So you're like, you know, I'm gonna go pay for this and get out of here. You scan it, and then they'll say, yeah, it'll be thirty-five ten. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's buy one get one free. Yeah, yeah, we understand. It's buy one get one free. Well, I saw this tie last week, and it was sixteen fifty. So why you're obviously charging me twice for two ties? I'm supposed to get one free. Person looks at the the price tag, and then the computer. No, it says this tie is $33, sir. It can't be. It was $16.50. So what happens is they mark up on the buy one, get one free, the first item to the original quote-unquote price, not the sale price that you saw the week before, to the original price of the item, the manufacturer's retail price of it, which is a $33 tie. And they're going to give you that one for free. The markup offsets the freeness, so basically, they're still making their money. They're getting thirty-three fifty off of you instead of one sixteen dollar and fifty cent tie. Do you know what I mean? So, all of a sudden, you feel cheated. You're like, "What bastards? How how can they advertise buy one get one free? Tell me that this tie is always sixteen dollars and fifty cents every single time that I come, and then now it's thirty-three dollars. This is ridiculous." Okay, I've had a Kohl's card for 13 years. I've been there and done that with that sale. So when I see buy one, get one free at Kohl's, I don't go because I know that they're just trying to scam an extra item off of me for the same regular price. It's just a fact of nature, folks. Bank of America is doing that by pretending to give you up to $10,000. Because what's happening is, let's say you buy a $170,000 house. And I'm not going to break down to the penny how much money that a bank will make over the 30-year uh, term of the loan but let's just say that you know on a on a hundred and fifty thousand dollar house you're going to pay three hundred and twenty thousand back over the course of 30 years it's probably a lot more but let's say it's three hundred twenty thousand well you know three years ago they would have maybe made a lot less because the prime rate was less but at the same time there they can make more with this higher rate but people are not going because of the rate but if you promise them money and say, hey, we're going to give you a bunch of free money to put a down payment on the house, you're basically kind of front-ending your money. So you're basically investing up to $10,000. I keep on saying up to because that's what it says. You're giving them up to $10,000 to put towards their down payment in the house there. 
And then if they're good for it, and if you keep the loan and they're there for 30 years, or hell, even if Bank of America flips it to another company and says, we'll sell you this potential $320,000 yield for this property right here, we'll sell it for two ninety. They sell it to whatever mortgage company. They make their money. They're done with it. Meanwhile, that other mortgage company has spent $290,000, let's just say, in order to make back $30,000 over the course of 30 years. Does that make any sense? So basically, they're giving you some money up front that they know that you're going to spend anyway over the course of time. It's just a matter of saying, you know what? We're going to kick a little money to these guys. That way they can actually come in the door and then they could buy more crap. I run into that with coupons on my mobile apps for food all the time where it says, you know, free medium order of fries if you buy a Whopper. Well, okay, so if I'm going to buy a fry, if I'm going to buy a Whopper, excuse me, and I'm going to get the fry for free, I'm like, you know, what the hell? I don't have Dr. Peppers at home. I'll have a large Dr. Pepper, please. What is that, uh, Oreo pie? I'll take that too. It's It's... It's a worm, okay? It's bait. It's a way to get you into going in there. So they're not giving you money for free. They're just kind of sacrificing off the back end what they would make from you. So if you don't go in because the interest rate is 5.5% and you wanted to go to 4 but yet they got you to go in because you promised them that you can get up to $10,000 just for starting the process with Bank of America, what the hell? They have nothing to lose. That's exactly why they're giving the grants away. They're giving the grants away because it's the buying a house has become the ultimate buy one get one free sale at Kohl's, and you're pissed because you're gonna pay for one tie regular price and then one tie for free. When in actuality, it's the same amount of money. Bank of America is gonna actually you know make this money now because they made a strategic decision to just say, hey, what if we you know gave this guy some money and and he comes in and he buys a house with us. That just means that they're going to lock you down a lot quicker. So forgive me for a very convoluted and clunky analogy, but I really feel that it is warranted here. On to another bullet point. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm tired already of this, but i got to go on. Um, America's Home Grant Program. Copyright. This program has been expanded and now offers a lender credit of up to 7500 that can be used towards non-recurring closing costs like title insurance and recording fees or to permanently buy down the interest rate. The funds, which do not require repayment, are available in 39 markets today and will soon be nationwide. Anytime I hear something is available in 39 markets only, I probably think it's the 39 most popular cities in the country. I don't think 39 markets are going to include Pie Town, New Mexico, population 150 people in, in you know, Catron County, New Mexico. It's, it's not the case. 39 markets probably means LA, New York, Dallas, Charlotte, Houston, San Antonio, Miami, Tampa, St. Petersburg, Atlanta, if I didn't say that already, Boston, San Francisco, San Jose, Seattle, Portland, Denver, Boise, maybe, Minneapolis, Detroit, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Columbus, Akron, Chicago, Oklahoma City, Little Rock. Did I come up with 39 of the biggest cities in the country yet? I came pretty damn close, right? So this program isn't available to even yours truly over here in Las Cruces, New Mexico, because... It's only in 39 markets. It'll soon be nationwide, but when soon? I don't know when soon is. They don't tell me. It's, it's <laughs> it is so ridiculous. That that part is just insane. 
So, I mean, at the end of the day, when you see bullet points like that, you just kind of wonder where are they coming from. Another part of this is um, Bank of America's Affordable Loan Solution Mortgage. And this is their selling point. It's a copyright, by the way. They copyright and trademark all these things. This fixed rate loan for low and moderate income borrowers offers a competitive rate. Competitive always means it's not the best rate. Competitive means, yeah, we, we, we fought to the end, but we came up just a bit short. With a down payment as low as 3% and no mortgage insurance. There's the 3% again, no mortgage insurance. Perfectly fine. That's that's understandable. I, I appreciate and applaud that. They're trying hard to get people into the these loans. 90% of these loans are the first-time homebuyers. Congratulations to the people who have the affordable loan solution mortgage. Here's the problem with it. A competitive rate, as I mentioned, does not mean the actual interest rate um, that Bank of America puts in their little contraption where they put all the interest rates at. Okay, So you... All of a sudden, you see something on a board while you're standing in line making your deposit. If they haven't driven you out to the ATM already, 30-year fixed loan right now. The interest rate is at 4.000% with an annual percentage rate of 4.392%. It always has the points on there, and good luck trying to talk to a banker about points. I didn't even know what the hell points were until I started selling mortgages. And then it says monthly payment $573. You go like, oh my god. My rent is eight hundred dollars, five seventy three, and I can own a house. No, 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 no. Back the truck up, okay? So, four percent interest rate, four percent annual percentage rate, including all the costs and all that, with a monthly payment of five seventy three. Here's the fine print, and this is as of April the second at seven twenty nine in the morning Mountain Time. This assumes borrower has excellent credit, including a credit score of seven forty or higher which the vast majority of people who are low-income do not have. They're low-income for a reason. They screwed up on their credit. They got a divorce. They went through bankruptcy. They lost a job, whatever. They don't have a 740 credit score. Estimated monthly payments shown included principal interest and, if applicable, any required mortgage insurance. Fair enough. Here's the other loan assumptions and disclosures, a link that no one ever freaking clicks or the fine print that no one, no one ever reads. So this $573 a month payment assumes a $100,000 loan. It also assumes 20% down on your mortgage payment. It's crazy. It's nonsensical. And assumes a perfect credit score. So those are the as low as rates as Bank of America would like to prove to, you know, to provide you. And that's per $100,000. So... You know, you you see that, and then it just makes you wonder, like, how do people, how do they get away with that? $573 a month for 30 years can get me a $125,000 house if I put 10% down. Well, okay, yeah, they'll put 10% down, but the interest rate's not going to be 4. The interest rate's going to be a competitive rate to 4, which means it's not 4. It's going to be 5, 6, maybe even 7%. So they're going to make the money that they're granting you back on the crazy high interest rate that you're going to get. Okay, we got 4.73 years ago. If everything went up 1.75% since then, would it not be a minimum 65 for someone in our situation? So wouldn't that be higher for someone who has a little bit worse credit? That's crazy to me. 
That's crazy that a lot of people don't realize that. And how do I know that this part of it is part of the scam? I, for the longest time, even after I got fired, I would just look for the rates. I would always look for something to talk about with people on Twitter. And I just searched affordable mortgage rate um, on Bank of America's website. And they'll take me to the page with the affordable mortgage um, details, the affordable loan solutions, I guess I, I, I should say. But it's not there anymore. They don't have the rate that's up for the for the affordable loan solution mortgage anymore. It talks about what you can do, you know, 3% down payment and you don't need mortgage insurance, that you um, must have home buyer's education and maximum loan amounts may apply, but it doesn't have the rate. So they're not even quoting you rate. It's like whenever you buy lobster at a restaurant and it says market price, you don't freaking know what the rate is. So if they tell you it's $50 a pound, well, you're just gonna have to go ahead with it because guess what? Do you know the market rate for lobsters? I sure as hell don't. Bank of America not putting it on their website is one way of just kind of detaching you from the fact that you don't know a damn thing about banking. So the affordable loan interest rate for a 30-year term or however long the term is with a minimum 3% down like they're advertising to you with assumptions of a good credit score is non-existent on their page. So I can't tell you if you're low to moderate income what the interest rate might be just even going off the higher end. Assuming you don't have good credit, just saying that, you know what, it'll probably be this much. I can't even tell you that. I can't even tell you that because it's not on here. It's not on Bank of America's page. I'm sure if we did some deep dives, we can find what an affordable solution rate would be. But it's all on them. It's all at their discretion at that point. And that's what subprime loans were. Subprime loans were, hey, we're going to make the rate this. That way we can get more people in the door. Bank of America's not telling you the rate because it's going to be high. It's going to be market price lobster, guys. It's going to be something that's just ridiculously high that they're going to make their money back off of the stupid grant that they give you and then some. Period. Period. End of story. One note about the affordable loan solution mortgage, and this applies to a lot of lower income people, including a lot of people in my family. It says down payment as low as 3%, and then it says in parentheses, applicants cannot own or co-own additional properties at closing. Meaning this has to be your only property. This, this has to be your only house. I know so many people in this world who are like co-signers with their parents for, you know, say they own a double-wide trailer and they rent it out to people and they have rental income from that. Well, you own the property. So if your name is on a title and deed saying that, you know, James Baca and James Baca's parents own this property, well, guess what? You own the property, so you don't qualify for this, even though your parents only did it. Just in case they croak, it's easier for you to just own their stuff. So if if your parents did something like that to you when you're younger and they they put you on the the title of the house or whatever, all of a sudden you're screwed. You can't you can't get this loan anymore, and then you'll have to get some other loan which will probably decline for you. So things like that don't happen often, but they do happen with people. So you got to recognize things like that. There's so many parentheses and so many caveats on here that you always have to watch out for. And then one other thing uh, on Bank of America's ridiculous news release. Access to down payment and cost saving programs offered by state and local agencies, nonprofits, and employers. I start to laugh at that because it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. They have a hyperlink on the page where it says access to the programs. And it takes you to this weird website within Bank of America that says, hey, pick your state. And then I pick New Mexico. And it has two programs, uh, City of Rio Rancho Housing Opportunity Assistance Program and Santa Fe Community Housing Trust. 
Um, Rio Rancho does five thousand um, dollar down payment assistance. Santa Fe Housing Trust up to twenty thousand. First time home buyer, home buyer's education, whatever. Essentially, it's grants. It's it's programs to help people get into houses. Here's a stupid thing about that. These aren't Bank of America affiliated. These are independent programs that Bank of America says, hey, we, we're going to give you access to these. Everyone has access to those programs. Not if you get a loan through Bank of America. They're going to say, hey, guess what? We have a partner in the city of Rio Rancho housing opportunity down payment program. That's not them. That's their. That's an own company. It, it reminds me of I'm trying to buy a room in Las Vegas. And sometimes you'll get a room that's, you know, it can get a view of the strip, you know, strip views. And then sometimes they'll say um, for the non-strip rooms, meaning, you know, if you look below, you get a view of the air conditioning or of the, you know, the building that houses all the service vehicles and all that. They, they're not going to say the service vehicle view. They're going to see Mountain View or Sky, you know, Sky View or something stupid like that. They're, they're selling you a view that they didn't create. Okay, the strip view is the strip and it's man-made structures and people build it. But whenever I see Mountain View room in a hotel, I go, you didn't create the freaking mountains. So you're not giving me access to anything that I don't already have. You know, if it's a, a pool view, if it's a, a view of the pool right below and I can see everyone in their swim trunks swimming in this gigantic pool, then yeah, you made the pool so you can sell me on that. But if you tell me that it's a mountain view, um, no, the mountains have been here for millions of years, okay? So Bank of America says access to programs. Well, guess what? You're going to have access to programs anyway. I have access to toilets when I go to the gym. That doesn't mean that that's going to be a selling point for me to get a gym membership. It's just stupid, and and I think that whenever they advertise these programs, it's kind of passing the buck to other programs in order to kind of get the heat off of Bank of America, so they're not uh, entirely culpable if it all goes to crap, okay? So <laughs> I, I just think it's hilarious where, you know, hey, we're going to give you access to programs that anyone who lives in that town could get if they just walk in the door and say, hey, I'd like access to your programs. I'm trying to keep an open mind and a good heart about this, guy. So thank you so much for sticking with me so far to listening to this podcast here at the 45-minute mark. Um, there's really one just final point that I wanted to make, and that's just a point about being low-income, okay? So I grew up poor. I would guess I'm poor now, considering I don't have a job, you know? So I'm not afraid of that. I don't fear not having millions of dollars. I've done it before, and I can do it again. I'm a very cheap date. I know how to save money. I know how to make money last if I have to, okay? So... Don't cry for me, Argentina. James is going to be just fine. But here's the thing with lower income people and the fact that this is being advertised to them to buy a house. I'm just going to give you just basic loan questions. And I want to do a podcast that's just going to be an entire what Bank of America calls a role play of how a conversation inside a bank will go. I don't mind doing that for you because it's ridiculous and it's stuck in my brain and I would love for you to hear how stupid it sounds. Low-income people bounce from job to job, okay? If you're a waitress at a burger joint and it goes out of business and then you become a waitress at Denny's and say the kitchen caught fire at Denny's so it's closed for six months for repairs, which did happen in this town, by the way. Then all of a sudden, hey, I'm going to waitress at a sushi restaurant. So when it's time to do an application for a mortgage, let's say you're doing it in person and not Bank of America's cool digital mortgage experience, which you never talk to a freaking person at all. 
say you go in to talk to a mortgage officer or you go on the phone with them and they ask you, what's your occupation? Yeah, I'm a waitress. Where do you work at? Yeah, I work at Joe's Sushi Shack. How long have you been there? Four months. Any previous employment? Yeah, I worked at Denny's for about three months and then the kitchen caught on fire. And then before that, I worked at Bob's Burgers for 10 months. So it looks like you've had a little less than two years of work experience in that field being a server. Well, yes, 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 I do. Unfortunately, we require that you spend two years at a place of employment or at least the last three years in a similar field. It looks like since you were a stay-at-home mom and you're now working as a waitress in these places, you haven't had adequate enough work experience. I know you have a down payment, but underwriting is not going to let me go through this loan um, because of your lack of work history. So tell you what, come back in about, what is it, let's see, 10 months or so. Let's have a conversation because then you're going to be at the sushi place for a little more than a year and maybe I can run it by our underwriter and maybe they can kind of go over your um, data again and maybe we can have a better um, outcome for you this time. So I do apologize about that, but um, thank you so much for your time. Let me give you my name and number. You can contact me anytime if you have any questions. Yeah, right. You'll never hear from that person again. That happens all the time, folks. Low-income people bounce from job to job because sometimes a job is temporary. Sometimes you got to move because you're poor and maybe you don't have transportation to your job. All these things happen to people, okay? I work next to the city of Las Cruces Intermodal Bus Depot. I don't know why they didn't call it the Bus Transit Center. It's a stupid long name, but whatever. People ride this bus to go to Anthony, New Mexico or El Paso, Texas to do jobs because they don't have vehicles. So if the, all of a sudden they, they get a car, you know, they get a used car for someone and said, hey, I can work across the street now because now I have a car and I don't have to take the stupid bus to El Paso and I can pick up my kids and whatever. Are you going to fault that person for wanting to take a job closer to the home? Yes, you are going to fault them if you're Bank of America. So lack of work history is going to be one thing because people bounce around. They say the average person works nine jobs in their lifetime. You know, people who don't have a lot of money may have double that because jobs come and go. It could be a week job. It could be a temp job. It can be, hey, I have a side hustle working at the state fair two weeks out of the year. You don't know. So all of a sudden, a way that they're going to decline you is lack of work history. And then also what they're going, they're going to decline you on, regardless of the fact if you have a $10,000 grant from Bank of America, is lack of seasoned funds in your account. So they're going to see that you're working paycheck to paycheck, and they're going to say, hey, you know what? Your bank account doesn't have more than $500 in any time. Um, how do you expect to pay for this down payment? Well, you guys are going to give me a grant. Okay, yeah, you're going to give me a grant. So tell you what... Um, the first payment is going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of $700 and you don't yet have that in your account. Do you plan on having at least two months of payments in your account prior to closing? Because we do require at least two months of payments to be in your account to show seasoned funds that are available uh, before we close this loan. Well, no, I can't save up that much. I have to pay the bills. My kids have things that they need. we got to eat. Well, unfortunately, we're not going to be able to approve this loan for you. Um, we do require having funds in an account or it doesn't even have to be with us. It could be with another bank for a minimum of two months. So those funds can season that way they can be, um, strictly earmarked for home purchases and your mortgage payment. So please come back to us whenever you have that little bit more money in your account. Okay. Well, thank you so much. You have a great day. That's what happens. They don't have money because they're living paycheck to paycheck. This program will not be available 
to people who don't have money in their savings account or their checking account because they have to what you know what they have to feed their kids they have to eat they have to put gas in their car okay they have to pay their bills they have you know student loans and payday loans that they got to pay they're over they're overextended and it sucks it's a part of the world that I hate and I dislike, but Bank of America will use that to decline you for this affordable loan package for they're promising you all these free goodies, all this free money and stuff. Don't I hear it all the time, you know, and it's just it's just sad. It's just really ridiculous. And you know the final thing is um lack of credit history. Most people who are poor don't have a million credit cards. They don't have any credit cards because they can't get credit. Okay, so a lot of the times you'll need a couple of what they call trade lines, meaning credit cards or any types of lines of credit in order to prove that your credit score is worthy. You could have an 800 credit score and just have one credit card and they're going to say that's not nearly enough. You don't have enough proof that you're credit, um, you're credit worthy, I guess, at that point. So a lot of declinations for this program are going to be, hey, you know what, you don't have any credit cards with us. Tell you what, speak to a banker and get a Bank of America secured card and call us in about three months. And then we'll be happy to have a conversation about your credit then. Let's say you speak to James, the banker, and you apply for the Bank of America secured card. Well, you're putting in your own money, mind you, for the card. And then it gets declined and you don't get that credit card, which means you don't get the credit card, which means you can't do the loan because you have no proof of credit at that point. That happens to lower income and moderate income folks. Um, it's rough, and especially middle income people have credit cards are crazy because that's what they use to survive so they don't become low income folks. And it, it's just ridiculous how they don't speak about these things. They talk about home buying education, but they don't talk about credit learning and credit education there. I can joke all I want about all the stupid things the Bank of America says they're going to do with $5 billion to give to 20,000 home, you know, homeowners. Which it doesn't check out to me, by the way, but I, I can I guess I can do the math and I'll do it before I go here. But there are so many other things that people need to be aware of, um, aside from a press release that says, hey, Bank of America is giving $5 billion away from free. It doesn't work that way. There's always going to be a hurdle. There's always going to be something. The reason why, whenever I was a banker, that I sat in on telephone conversations with clients to home loan specialists is one – I wanted to make sure that I knew what my customer was getting into because it was important to me because my name was all over that paperwork too, mind you. And then the second part of it, and the second part is the most important part, is that way they're not getting screwed. And I really felt that way. I really felt like there was going to be these curveballs. So there would be times where I'd, I'd dial the number and we'd wait for these home loan officers. And I would tell my customer, i said. They're going to probably ask why you were overdrawn in your account. They're going to ask why you only have one credit card. So just be on the lookout for that, okay? I would just kind of give them a heads up because I know that that's where the bank would ultimately go to decline them. And it was really, really frustrating, you know. I, yes, I lost a lot of money in bonuses and stuff by banks not um, approving low and moderate income people for home loans while I was working there. It's water under the bridge. That money was never mine, so it was never there. So guess what? I don't think about it at all times. I just wanted to help my customers. Programs like this really don't help customers. It gives them a false sense of hope that, hey, just maybe we can get out of the hood. We can get out of the projects, and we can have a house with a white picket fence and, and a you know green, green grass and a, a pet and the 2.3 children and a pie, you know, sitting on the windowsill of the kitchen. It doesn't work that way, guys. Bank of America provides false hope with that. I know this being a person who helped them provide false hope for the longest time. And 
creditworthiness is one thing to talk about in detail for another time. Talking about being low to moderate income. Those people go through so much crap at all times. It, it, this is just more crap in my opinion. And short of Bank of America saying, hey, 450 credit score, let's get it done. I don't really see any way that this benefits anyone and it just, in fact, hurts more people than it helps. You know, and I don't mind putting my name to that line of thinking because I've been there. I had my mom lose her house. I had um, us. We almost lost our house because of Bank of America's ineptitude or just callousness with that. So if I'm able to speak about mortgages and everything for about an hour and and be coherent and try to break it down for you guys and you must know that it's something that I'm truly passionate about and I really think that if you're listening to this podcast and you're renting and you don't own a home really look into it be the most prepared person that there possibly is okay I I mean it's something that a lot of people are a lot of people who are afraid of something don't do the research on why they shouldn't be afraid you know, and and you should you should look at all the pros and cons before you make an informed decision. You got to keep in mind the Bank of America, yes, is giving all this free money, but at the same time they are in a for-profit business in order to make money. So if they're fronting you ten thousand dollars for a down payment, and then the interest rate is seven percent, chances are they're probably going to make that ten thousand back and then some on the back end, or maybe they'll flip your house to a another mortgage company and they'll make it instantly they sold my loan after a month guys and I worked at Bank of America the name of my book is in reference to the bank almost screwing up my mortgage and almost making me homeless that's why I talk about these things that's why I'm passionate about these things so you know Bank of America's um, press release today and all the news around it and Twitter is just blowing up over it and I'm gonna link this podcast to everyone who's posting the CNBC article because I really don't care and I really want people to listen to my point of view. And if they listen to me for an hour, then holy crap, I really did a good job, I guess. Then it's really, really important to tell people that, you know what, just because your bank gives away $5 billion, or promises to anyway, it's because a bank says that despite the fact that you're low income, despite the fact that they promise all these programs, they promise all these things that can't possibly can't possibly be the case to be true well then that's why your bank sucks guys my name is james baca and after this promotional consideration i'm going to come back and close out today's podcast with just one final note and a couple of notes about upcoming podcasts so please please stick around for this brief promotional consideration Holy cow, nearly an hour doing that podcast about this um, thing that I just heard about five hours ago. But it's a really topical thing. It's really something that we need to talk about because things like that will give them a whole day of publicity, especially whenever there's some big banker conference going on um, that I saw all over Twitter as well. And it's all fake. It's all phony, guys. And you guys, you guys got to realize that. So before I go, I wanted just to update you on some numbers. As I mentioned, Bank of America is giving $5 billion away to help low and moderate income people buy houses. $5 billion. And then on the press release, it does say that they're looking to help up to 20,000 individuals or families uh, to get into their first home. You know, while I was talking, I couldn't do the math in my head. So after I did a quick pause here, I was able to break out the old calculator. I was like, 20,000 you know, with the $10,000 grant that they were going to give you for a down payment and $7,500 for closing costs, 
I was like, that's $17,500 per person. I was like, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't sound like the right amount of money. So I crunched the numbers and I just divided $5 billion into 20,000, which is the 20,000 amount of people that they were going to give a loan to. And the answer is $250,000. If the if the down payment was ten and the closing cost were seventy five seventeen thousand five hundred, where the hell is the other two hundred and thirty two thousand dollars going? If it's only going to help twenty thousand people, so where do they get that number from? Is my my question. So if you max out the ten thousand down payment and the seventy five hundred closing cost, and you multiply that by the twenty thousand families and people that they supposedly are going to help, you actually get you know a different number. You get somewhere in the neighborhood of. $350 million. That's right, right? Yeah, let's see. $350 million. I couldn't read all the zeros. Um, where's the other $4.6 billion at? If you're giving everyone the maximum for everything and you're only helping 20,000 families, honestly, where the hell is the $5 billion number come from? Okay, so $17,500, the cap max for all those things multiplied by 20,000 families is $350 million. Not, you know, not $5 billion. So where's the rest of this money at? I, I don't understand it. This number must come from somewhere, and maybe it's the, the median cost of the houses. Maybe it's 20,000 houses at $250,000. I have no clue. Let's, let's find that out really quick here, and then I got to go. Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> that's exactly what it is. I'm doing I'm doing math while recording a podcast. So 20,000 families or individuals multiply that by just what the median cost of a house is. They usually say it's 200,000. I just put a quarter million dollar house. Which a quarter million dollar house is the rich part of town in this place. It's a freaking mansion. It's a castle in Las Cruces, New Mexico. That equals 5 billion dollars. So that $5 billion number is not real unless people are buying $250,000 houses. What about the people who are buying a little one-bedroom fixer-upper home for $70,000? Those are real. Those things really do happen. Who knows? That's another topic for another day. But as you can tell, I just called BS on their $5 billion number just right now on the fly. You can do the math yourself. $5 billion divided into $20,000 is not $17,500. It's $250,000. So you put that $250,000... Divided by the 20,000 people, you got your $5 billion, and you got a load of BS from Bank of America. A couple more podcasts I want to do before the week is out. I still want to do our Erica podcast, talk about one of the biggest bank fails in the last few years for Bank of America. The thing that's supposed to revolutionize banking and take over the jobs of tellers, supposedly, is actually um, really crappy, and I'm going to get into why. And then I still want to do the history of the paper check. I've been putting off this podcast for the longest time. We did kind of go into some of the topics with the elderly um, podcast that I did just yesterday. But we got to talk about this one because Bank of America, for something that they hate so much, they treat the check like the gold standard of payments and it's got to stop. At Bank Screwed Us on Twitter, at Bank Sucks Pod on Twitter. My personal Twitter is at James B is Right. Go to wirebanksucks.com. Find us on Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, and other places where podcasts are. Also, my book coming out, Bank of America, nearly made me homeless. And I work there, which is coming very, very soon. Talks about a lot of things that I talked about today. 
And then I got an unnamed Bank of America complaints book that is coming very, very soon. I have a lot of plans for that, and it's going to drop relatively soon. All proceeds, um, all the proceeds from that are going to be split amongst charity, and I'll get into that in the future. And then I also have uh, a book called Beer Money that I created that I do want to publish really, really soon. But please listen to this podcast. Please tell your friends about it. Share the podcast. Um, I make money off of advertising off of it, of course. I do donate one cent for every play that this podcast um, has on here. So um, if you listen to me for one hour, you've actually contributed one penny to a charity, which may not sound like a lot, but it's more than Bank of America will to some of the charities that I like. And I'll get into those um, another time when we have a little bit more time, but I've um, held your attention for a little over an hour. So thank you so very much for listening to this um, on the fly podcast. I really do appreciate it. My name is James Baca, and I just told you one of the reasons why your bank sucks. You have a great day. Goodbye.